WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go live on this Thursday, February 1st. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number. On social media, at 1210WPHT, I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenzelin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Anthony Dorenzo, Phil Omquist, our associate producers. Hello, February. Goodbye, dry January. Oh, congratulations. Daddy's getting a cocktail tonight at Park. You made it. Oh, boy. Rich. The boys are going to be slinging some drinks tonight. Good. Yeah, man. Tomorrow's show should be fun. That's correct. <laughs> As every show is. Dawn, good morning. How are you? Flop, flop, fizz, fizz. <laughs> It'll be tomorrow. Uh-huh. I'm going to have to clear my throat, turn the microphone off. I might fall off my stool once or twice. How are you? Doing great. Good morning. Gregory. Hi. By the way, folks. In my hands, I have the keywords. Uh oh! I shouldn't show the camera. No, don't but I do have the list of all the keywords. Yeah. For day number one, all the way up through February twenty second for our Disney trip. Yep. It'll begin today at eight thirty. Eight thirty. And we are not in control of the keywords. No, we're not. (laughs) That is, I believe, through uh, the company or the cruise line themselves. So for those that were anticipating mustard, (laughs) I already checked. There's nothing on here. No, sorry. So, Sorry. You're going to have to deal with it. We got a good one today. I might blow a gasket on the border in the big take today. I've about, I've about reached my limit. Uh-oh. Especially after I heard Kathy Hochul's uh, very casual reference of when she was asked yesterday, should these illegal migrants that assaulted NYPD officers that, by the way, were out on bail, no cash bail, by the way, Three hours after being arrested, should they be deported? And she goes, oh, we could certainly look into it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, we can certainly, we'll, we'll check it out. I'll get back to you. Loser. I'm going off today. Uh, that's the big take this morning. Uh, we also have a lot of stuff going on with rape accusations, sexual assault accusations on both sides of the equation from the continued fallout of Trump and E. Jean Carroll. To Tara Reid, and and by the way, that's not the same Tara Reid from American Pie, um, but Tara Reid and Joe Biden, and what the FBI was up to when it comes to the way they were perhaps allegedly intimidating Ms. Reid with her accusations against Joe Biden. We'll get to that this morning. Also, the way females are going to respond to Donald Trump. The way independents are going to respond if Donald Trump is found guilty, convicted, and or ends up in prison. And also Joe Biden and Tickle Me Elmo in the news. What? We're talking about mental health, folks, and how you don't need to be alone. And I saw this yesterday with Joe Biden's Twitter feed. Very interesting. 
Elmo's very sad. Elmo. The Babylon Bee had a field day with that one. We'll get to that. John Fetterman's wife apparently has gone dark on social media. She's just completely checked out. Deleted all of her accounts. We'll pontificate as to what that means. And by the way, Sean Farage is going to join us what? today. What? That's Woo-hoo, correct. You buried the lead. Yeah. I did. I did. What time is he coming on? Nine o'clock. Oh, okay. So, cut sheet 745, yeah. keyword 830. Yep. Farage at nine. Wow. Going to be loaded. All right, let's get to the news. Or around number one, the great Emmy Award winning Dawn Stensland. Thank you for that introduction, sir. This Thursday morning, first day of February, Groundhog Day is tomorrow. Parks tonight. So we've got 50 to 52 degrees for your high today. I know that right now it's only 31 degrees and clear, but we have a fantastic forecast that you're going to love upcoming here in Kale & Company News Live. So we have some arrests that have been made, taking men who police say are dangerous individuals off the streets. Police last night saying they caught a guy accused of taking a gun from the scene of that shooting inside a Fairhill Corner store that we've talked a lot about that left a police officer shot in the leg. He recovered, but in that scuffle that we've We've talked a lot about the new video that was released. A 28-year-old man died later at the hospital amid that scuffle. But where was the firearm that he used, according to police? Well, this guy, Jose Quinones Mendez, who's 42 years old, he actually, if you look at that surveillance video, clearly, according to police, he took that firearm that was um, certainly... Certainly a situation that they felt was dangerous, that he would take that firearm, take off. He was arrested last night in the area of Juniper and Race Streets in Center City, Philadelphia. So he's facing multiple charges. We've talked a lot about that police-involved shooting in which the officer who was shot in the leg survived but was a victim of a crime, and that was something that the mayor had highlighted We've heard some different language from city officials, a lot of different news conferences, but ultimately, thus far, Mayor Sherelle Parker has spoken out strongly, as her commissioner Bethel has, in support of Philadelphia police, and in particular, these officers who appear, they say, to have acted properly. That investigation is ongoing. We also have three of the four suspects wanted for a murderer earlier this month in Norristown, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, captured in New York last night. So U.S. Marshal Service Philadelphia announcing 18-year-old Damon Brantley, 29-year-old Daquan Allen, and 28-year-old Jerry Butler all taken into custody in New York State, and they're facing first-degree murder charges. We've talked a lot about that case. We are learning more gruesome details of a story that unfortunately is making international news. This is about a father who was a federal employee who uh, worked, lived and worked in Bucks County and his son, 32 year old son who murdered him, Justin Moe now, now officially charged with other charges, but certainly first degree murder. So he had published, we've learned his call to action online, arguing for a hypothetical violent revolution. And it was against traitor older generations for the debt and unemployment burdening those who came after them. Wow. So anybody born, he's he's 32 years old, charged with first-degree murder. He's the one accused of 
decapitating his own dad, waited for mom to leave, waited for he and his father to be home alone. So the mother, his mom in this case, is the one who found her husband decapitated, Mm -hmm. which is horrifying. And as we told you yesterday, the authorities did find the suspect some 100 miles away from their Levittown home. But ultimately, uh, gruesome details as he is accused of murdering, then decapitating his own father in the bathroom of their Levittown home, posting a horrible YouTube video in which he talked about all these conspiracy theories, actually showed his father's severed head. And ultimately, there are questions as to how that video remained yeah. on social media. We, we definitely will talk about that oh in the 7 o'clock hour. So if I gather correctly, he, he's basically angry at the world and baby boomers for leaving the world where it is Not today. just baby boomers. Not anybody just... anybody born before 1991 oh, okay. was, his, yeah. clean, was right. his claim. Well, I guess I'm guilty, too. Yeah, so. Jeez. Wonder so, what his thoughts are on the uh, housing market crash of 2008. Yeah, why did it, it six uh, six hours? It was up on YouTube, right? Which is yeah. rema- uh, which is remarkable, isn't which is it? Horrific. Michael Pelka uh, texted me yesterday and said he was he was just right before bed. He was scrolling through his timeline the night before or whatever, and he's he saw it. Oh, and he- at first he thought it was like a like a you know like a joke or something like that so he looked at it again he was like it's a, it's an image you can't get out of your mind oh my god i'm glad I, i'm glad it's no longer up yeah you cannot unsee that yeah so ultimately he's charged with first degree murder abuse of a corpse possessing an instrument of a crime he's being held on bail we're expecting a news conference today hopefully that we get some more information we and and his history we're learning a whole lot about that so We'll talk a bit about that. I know later in this morning, just highlighting one, he did sue the U.S. He's a Penn State grad and two years ago filed that suit against the U.S. Department of Education for $10 million. And the FBI was aware of this gentleman. No, The FBI is always seemingly aware of this stuff. It's just they never do anything about it. Because he admitted himself in one of his YouTube videos uh, that the FBI came knocking on his door because of something he did or said or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and again, like, you know. How many red flags do we need to get people the help that they need before it's, you know, after the fact? Yeah. And, you know, he's 32 years old. He's still living at home. And it's just like, oh, God, just the all the signs point to, you know, a dysfunctional, uh, mentally ill human. Yep. And, you know, how, how do we get here? You know what I mean? I, I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I hope that since you talked about a moment ago, Nick, you talked about the mental health crisis. When you think about it, you wonder, I mean, it appears that things were going on for many years. However, it seems it seems as if, unfortunately, the pandemic and everything that happened there supersized anybody's mental health you know, decline. Pandemic broke a lot of people's brains. It's yeah. not just a pan- it, 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 social media. It's just it's just gross. And I know they had hearings yesterday, and we have all the audio from that. But it, it's just, you know, like basically, when somebody's mentally ill like that, giving them uh, social media mm-hmm. is basically giving them a loaded gun. And saying, yeah, here you go. Yep, it's like giving a drug addict the buffet. Yep, exactly. Yes, yeah, so headlining, we'll have for you the bosses of social media giants, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat, being grilled by Congress on the dangers their platforms bring to especially children. So Meta Chief Exec Mark Zuckerberg sworn in alongside 
the four other tech titans and really getting ripped and uh, incredible audio as far as whether or not they took any accountability. We have also this morning U.S. military forces early this morning conducting what Central Command called a, quote, self-defense strike against Houthi unmanned aerial vehicles on a ground control station. CENTCOM says the U.S. had ID'd a UAV ground control station, a number of those in the, the Houthi-controlled areas of Yemen, military determining they presented an imminent threat to merchant vessels and the U.S. Navy ships in the region. So as a result, they struck that station, demolishing it. It's destroyed. So um, 10 one-way UAVs were struck, and they say it was an act of self-defense. Mm-hmm. This after, obviously... Tomorrow, tomorrow we have three of our Patriots coming home to Dover in flag-draped coffins. And the total now of attacks on U.S. Uh, forces is up to 166. Uh, I think a few days ago I said it was 160. Uh, it looks like we've had about six more since. So in total, it's 166 since October 17th. U.S. officials say most of those were carried out by Iran, Iranian-backed militias claiming they're in support of Palestinians in the Israel-Hamas war in Gaza. So we will we will wait to see Biden's response. Um, so we'll talk about that. Can we just call it a war? Shouldn't we just call it a war already? Like, if Americans are attacked 166 times and we've responded a dozen times, doesn't yeah. that kind of constitute a war? Like, why are we so afraid to just use the word? It's, it's, like, they, it's, it's like a failure to admit what's yeah. really going on here. Yeah. This is true. Uh I'll I'll just headline this final story before we get to the forecast, because as we know, sleep matters. Mm. Seven or more hours of sleep is crucial for your health, according to multiple studies. But what about here in Pennsylvania? Well, in Pennsylvania, nearly 70% of us get less than seven hours of sleep a night. And this is the latest study tracking the sleep of Apple Watch users. And that is based on a two-year study. Oh, so we need the seven. We're not get, getting the seven. Mm-hmm. Southern states generally had the highest shares of adults getting fewer than seven hours of sleep. Wow. Do so, people actually, and I mean, I have an Apple Watch, but I don't always wear it every day. Do people sleep with their Apple Watch on? Oh, oh my yeah. God. I do it all the time. Really? Man. Oh, yeah. You can track all kinds well, of stuff. Well, I know your that. Heart rate. Your... I just don't feel like it's comfortable. Like, I don't sleep with my wedding ring on or anything. Like, what? I, yeah, I just take it off before I go to bed, put it on my drawer, my dresser. Naked. Well, I mean, that's obvious. Don't I mean, Wait, on. you don't sleep with your wedding ring on? Like, No. I don't just know. It's like a part of my appendage now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it. Yeah. No. No, you can get a lot of good information from Fitbits. Oh, yeah. Apple no, watches. I know. Heart rate, the whole bit. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I just don't wear jewelry to bed. That's all. As somebody who has a history of heart issues, you probably should wear mm-hmm. one. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm just saying. Yeah. True. Mm. Well, Today, <laughs> today we have for our forecast, AccuWeather forecast, lovely. 51 degrees, partly sunny skies for your Thursday. Tomorrow for Groundhog Day, 44 degrees, so a bit cooler. And yes, unfortunately, we may have some showers, light showers moving through. But by the afternoon, it's allegedly going to be clear for your Friday evening. The weekend, however, bright sunny skies, not a cloud in the sky. So 44. Four-ish degrees on Saturday in some areas, 45 degrees. Again, bright, sunny skies. Sunday, definitely the better weekend day for you, 47 degrees. 
and sunny skies for the entire weekend and leading into Monday. So, hello, sunshine. This is Kale and Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 617 on this Thursday morning. Let's get to another big take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. All right, the Big Take this morning is brought to you by Wawa. The Big Take, Biden's biblical border breakdown. An open border is no border at all. And what America is facing at the southern border is a crisis of epic proportions. What is the alleged motive for this intentional failure of the Biden administration and Democrats? Well, the answer is simple. New voters. But what is the alleged motive for those above Joe Biden? Simple. Many claim it is the great replacement theory happening in real time. Regardless of the who and the why, it's indisputable that America is enduring a national security risk on a daily basis. The solution? Also simple. Close the border. The clown show administration that we are currently living through can't even get their message on the border correct. Here's a montage of Biden, Harris, Mayorkas, and the binder talking about America's secured border. Listen and watch. It is my testimony that the border is secure. The president has worked very hard to implement a strategy when it comes to the border that is humane, safe, and, and has orderly enforcement. Things are going to the border, sir. Much better, than, much, much better than you all expected. <laughs> we have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We have responded with a model approach that has proven to work. We have taken unprecedented action over the past year and a half to secure our border. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. The border is closed. We agree that uh, the border is secure. We're executing a comprehensive strategy to secure our borders. One of our highest priorities is to ensure that we have a secure border. And that is what we are doing. We are stopping the flow at the border. The border is secure. That is a stone-cold lie, and almost every American alive knows it. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas currently facing impeachment from House Republicans and the GOP-led House as they took another step forward on Wednesday as the House committee advanced two articles of impeachment against Mayorkas. And there is no doubt that Mayorkas has perjured himself under oath about the safety of our citizens and the security at the southern border. And how do we know this? Well, his own boss contradicts what the secretary had to say. Here's a recent comment from Mayorkas on the border. Listen and watch this. It is my testimony that the border is secure and we are working every day, day and night to increase its security. The challenges that we are experiencing at the border cannot be overstated. Okay, so he says the border is secure. You heard that piece of testimony right there. Well, that's not what President Joe Biden recently said. Listen and watch this. For those that couldn't hear that too well, the reporter asks Joe if he believes the border is secure. Joe says no, it's not. And he hasn't believed that in the last 10 years. Give me the money. Whoops. If that's not a contradiction, I don't know what is. What do you have to say now, Alejandro? And of course, for Joe, it's it's always about the money, right? 10% for the big guy in Ukraine, that'll do. More money at the southern border. That should fix it. 
Or you could simply close the border right now, which won't require another dollar or any act of Congress. But that's not going to happen. It's gotten so bad at the southern border that not only is New York City being swallowed up by the migrant crisis, but now illegal immigrants are accused of attacking NYPD's finest in Times Square. I want you to watch this video, and we'll roll it right now on YouTube. Uh, There's no audio. This is purely surveillance footage where you can see at least a handful of migrants assaulting police on this surveillance footage. And it's gotten so bad that the boss of New York City's biggest police union had to unleash a heated statement on the uptick in violence on police officers. It's also bad enough that American citizens are assaulting and attacking police. But now we have people who have no right to be here committing these awful acts of violence against police officers. Yeah, President Joe Biden said on Tuesday, quote, I've done all I can do. Biden has been to the border one time. He put Kamala Harris in charge of the border when Harris shouldn't be in charge of the security of a Girl Scout cookie pantry. But this really started way back in 2021. Never forget this. Biden eradicated all of the border policies Donald Trump put in place with one signature. And with one signature, Joe Biden could fix all of the border issues by revoking all of those changes that he made that reversed the course Donald Trump set. And when Joe Biden is passionate and he's fired up, Joe does whatever he wants. I've got a bunch of prime examples for you. Remember the student loan forgiveness program? He went around the Supreme Court of the United States after they shot him down, saying he doesn't have the power to nullify student debt. If he cared about the border, he'd get that done in one day. And why did he do the student loan forgiveness situation? That was to get votes in the midterms in 2022. He also didn't have the authority under OSHA to force the vaccine mandate on millions of Americans. But it still happened. He also extended the eviction moratorium during COVID when he didn't have the power to do so. So when Joe wants to do something, power be damned, he gets it done. He has the ability to fix the border. He just doesn't care. Chris Clem was a Border Patrol agent for over a quarter century He joined Don Stenzlin this week on the Dawn Show to illustrate this madness. Listen to this clip. Yeah, good morning, and and thank you for having me on here. And what a great uh, segue, because uh, they've done everything they can, they being the mainstream media and this administration, to avoid calling it what it is. And it's an invasion. Uh, These are illegal aliens, as defined by the Immigration and Nationality Act. But, uh, you know, look, I've been talking for years uh, about that we have locks on our front doors, our bedrooms, our bathrooms, and Mm -hmm. even uh, even bathrooms in our bedrooms. But we will politicize and we will point fingers and become devices when we talk about putting a lock on our front door of our country. You know, that's what we're asking for. We want to secure the border, make sure that we can control who and what comes in through the lawful channels and free up our border traders, which is what I did for 27 and a half years, to go out there and catch the ones that are sneaking in, that are bringing in the harmful drugs, that are potential terrorists. You know, this is something that uh, is 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 been completely out of control the last few years on this administration. And, and, and real quick, just for all your listeners, I did this for 27 and a half years. I came in as a uh, as a young GS5 employee. I was a career employee. My whole career through the GS cycle into the senior executives, I'm not a political appointee. I was a career employee and led the men and women the best of my ability. But I got to tell you, this administration unraveled what at that point would have been 25 years of progress. They unraveled it within the first few hours or days 
um, just because uh, they didn't like the, uh, the message that the previous administration was sending on border security. Um, and and that's, what, that's, that, that's what we're up with. And you're right. It's a mess. That's an understatement. It's undeniable. It's an understatement. And let's call it what it is. It's an invasion. And it's fixable by one stroke of the pen. You just want to close the border. All you have to do is want to secure the border. And then it's done. Because an open border is no border at all. And that's the big take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. And it's brought to you this morning by Wawa. Wawa has the pizza. Get $5 off pizza when you order in the Wawa app or on your favorite delivery app. Starting at 4 p.m., you got to have a Wawa. We'll come back. We'll get some thoughts and reaction to what we saw yesterday in New York City as police officers assaulted by illegal immigrants. And we'll take your thoughts, 855-839-1210, on social media at 1210WPHT, and, of course, in the comments section on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210 WPHT. Nick Dawn and Greg, it is Kale and Company on a Thursday morning here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Nick Dawn and Greg, 855-839-1210 is how you climb in on social media at 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app and of course watch us live on YouTube. I've got to tell you, I, I was so fired up yesterday as I was literally typing up the big take and writing it. It was said be three fifteen, three thirty in the afternoon, something like that. And I, uh, I was trying to find the the montage that we just played for you of the four Stooges, Joe, Kamala, Mayorkas, and the Binder, repeatedly saying that the uh, the border is secure. And I was looking for it on Twitter, and I knew somebody had had it posted in the last couple of days, and I found it. And then I come stumbling across uh, the update from the New York Post on the story with the illegal migrants that have come into New York City, and you saw there in that surveillance footage of them kicking police officers in the face kicking them in the head. It was essentially a migrant mob against NYPD's finest. And I get the update from the New York Post that these losers are out on no cash bail in three hours after what I would classify as what could very well be a deadly assault. You kick people in the face repeatedly on the ground and in their head, you could kill them, right? You hit them with the right angle, with the right force. You, know, you smash their head on the concrete. They, they could die. I mean, it, it, it's a it's a realistic possibility. And in New York City, also in Philadelphia and these other blue cities, we let people out even when they assault police officers. And we're just talking about officers. Dawn, you had it in your news about officers being fired upon in this city. Mm-hmm. And these people that have no right to be here because they're not here legally could have killed an officer. They're out in three hours. And then we get Kathy Hochul with a casual consideration of, Well, yeah, I think we have to look into it. It's worth checking into when she was asked yesterday on whether or not we should deport these people that are assaulting officers. And it's just so frustrating as an American. We have schools, we have airports, we have rec centers that are displacing and disrupting American citizens' lives and children's lives to house these people who claim that they're coming here to seek refuge. And it's coming here on our tax dollars. We pay for them to be put up in any facility, and it's well, we're it's we're fearful of persecution from Venezuela. I'm sorry if I see you assaulting a police officer. My first assumption is it's probably not the first time you've committed assault 
because you don't come here like, hey, I can't wait to get to America and start a new life. And as soon as I get here, I stomp on a cop's head. Doesn't add up. I don't think that's a first time offense. If you get my assumption. Yeah, and why is it that, I mean, the ones they, they, the guys they arrested so far between the ages of 19 to, to 24, why is it that all these young men in that age group are coming over? It's a great you know, we, question. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it, you get this picture from the people who, you know, want this to happen as it's women and babies. Yeah. And that tugs on the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Right? Like a yeah. lot of young dudes in the prime Absolutely, of their lives, right? Because even us would be like, well, women being, yeah, you know, we should make exceptions. But, but like, you're right. You see the pictures and the videos from the border and you see it's all guys. Mm-hmm. It's all guys in their 20s, 30s. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, you know, why is that? Right. Uh, yeah. It's a very good question. And, and we, and we hear, oh, they're so impoverished and it's, it's so, they're coming over. They're in, they're in better shape than we are. I mean, these guys look like they're ready to go. I mean, they could play in the NBA right now. And I'm supposed to be concerned about their safety? I'm concerned about American safety. The hell with them. They don't have a right to be here. Come here legally. I got you. All good. It's what America was founded on. Go about it the right way. Simple as that. Yeah, this this governor, and, and for the mayor right now, but the governor's a disaster. We knew that. Yep. And and then ultimately, are they going to, de- they these individuals should have been deported immediately. Mm-hmm. But then, then the Democrats say, oh, these are human beings. Yeah, well, so are the cops that had their heads stomped on. And you mentioned the mayor. Shame on Adams. He's a former cop himself. So he comes into politics with a police background, Mr. Sanctuary City. And he's worried about social media being an environmental toxin. I bet you clean up your streets, dude. Seriously. And Hochul's the worst as well. Yeah, I mean, so NYPD, that's a powerful union. NYPD's livid over this, and they continue to express outrage. I, I you know, I just think for new, I think ultimately, I know that you you guys thought I was crazy when, when I said, you know, Trump said he's going to go after New York. I, you know, New Yorkers are flipping out over this. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think part of what the reason Trump said that is because of all of this. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, because regular New Yorkers, and I'm talking about the city of New York, uh-huh. but also beyond, yep. because of their policies, they're required by law to keep individuals who go. So they have 200,000 now. <laughs> that That's the number, 200,000. It's unbelievable. And now we got, gov- and we got Governor Phil Murphy, mm-hmm. who, it, they what did they do with the busing? They, and I reported it a, a week ago. So they said, ultimately, if you're a bus company and you're bringing folks through, you could be charged as the bus driver or the bus company if you don't alert the state of New Jersey. Because mm-hmm. they're trying to find a way to control all of this yep. without saying, well, we don't want those people here. Mm-hmm. They're blaming the bus drivers and the bus companies. And and there's some, I, I saw a video yesterday on Fox. There was um, this video footage of illegal migrants coming across uh, into California. And there's many sections of you know, the border where there's like fencing or there's like this kind of wall, not the Trump wall, but like just obviously this, you know, obstruction and there's holes in it and there's like open spots 
And they showed this video of these migrants that were basically, they were walking up like a little bit of a cliff. It was kind of like rough terrain. And it was, I I would assume, somewhere in Southern California, probably San Diego-ish, down towards where the southern border wraps around. And they all they do is, there's this huge gap. That I swear, Chris Christie could have walked through, right? He could have oh, stepped not, over. I mean, you don't have to go there. And it, like they just, they just walk right around. It's like, it's like Mister. Um, it was like Dennis the Menace going over into Mister Wilson's yard to pick up a ball over a piece of the fence that was broken. And like that's that's the restraints that we have that keep people out of our country. I've seen Starbucks that have better <laughs> barriers than this country does to keep people out. It is inexcusable. Yep. And, and then you have Kathy Hochul. I've got a couple of quotes from her. She says, um, it's something that can certainly be looked at. Quote, I think that's actually something that should be looked at. I mean, if someone commits a crime against a police officer in the state of New York and they're not here legally, it's definitely worth checking into. These are law enforcement officers who should never under any circumstances be subjected to physical assault. It's wrong on all accounts. And I'm looking to judges and prosecutors to do the right thing. Even if she gave a satisfactory answer, which if you you see the video and it was on tv yesterday as i'm sure it's out there on social media it just came off incredibly tone deaf um i'll look into it thanks like and then she says well it's kind of on the judges and the prosecutors well how are we going to eradicate this problem when the, most of them are soros funded district attorneys that do not prosecute crimes and we have these elected officials with their progressive policies that always fail and you know what i hate to say it but you know what? New York, Philadelphia, you know what? You get what you vote for. So you can cry about it. But if you keep voting for the same hacks, you're going to get the same progressive policies and results. And, yes, we're moving away from Jim Kenney and we're going to Sherelle Parker, which, you know, OK, maybe a year from now we'll sit back and say, you know what? Mild to moderate improvements. But for cities that refuse to vote Republican, that believe in law and order. Elections have consequences. And Sean Farash used to live in Long Island. He's a native New Yorker before he moved to Nashville. I'm sure he's going to be fired up about this as well at the border today when he joins us at 9 o'clock. Well, they've got, they've got the big election upcoming, the special election for Long Island. But you, you mentioned something that's so true, and that is Kathy Hochul's only saving grace here may be that the DA is Alvin Bragg. <laughs> so as you were saying, as you were s- suggesting that, I looked up his quote so he is, he's the one today, this morning, infuriating, especially NYPD. He said he did say violence against the officers is never acceptable. However, he's figuring out the charges. Wait, this is his jurisdiction? Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. It's good. Yeah. Man- Manhattan. Times Square. Times Square. Yep. Right where Elmo is, by the way. <laughs> we'll <laughs> that, get to that's Elmo. not the real Elmo. That <laughs> stink. Don't. Anyway. Uh, he says that they have to, before they figure out, all of the charges against the seven out of the 12 that they've found. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need more time to review all the surveillance video and talk to more witnesses to assess each suspect's role oh. in the attack. Okay. So that's why they haven't charged them with like attempted murder. Gotcha. So Alvin Bragg's basically more worried about $130,000 from Donald Trump to Stormy Daniels than he is his own police officers in his precinct, in his jurisdiction, whatever you want to call it, district. I think they call them counties in Man. He's the, the man, man lower lower district Manhattan district attorney. But he's got he's got to he's got to take his time to figure out what exactly happened with his own police officers getting their faces kicked yeah. in. 
Great. In the middle of, I mean, right there in Times Square. Right. Which also has a chilling effect, and because it's such an iconic place, it's a tourist destination, right? That there's another, there are other ramifications to that because then you think, oh, you know, we were thinking about going to New York, and that's a whole, that's a whole different part of that. Yep, it's unbelievable. The tourism for New York and yep. also Broadway because Broadway has really struggled mm-hmm. to come back. Shocking. 855-839-1210. If you want to climb in, Donald Trump, E. Jean Carroll, Joe Biden, Tara Reid, both in the news. We'll hit on both when we come back. But first, let me tell you about my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. Well, it's February, but you can still ring in the new year, and that's exactly what Piazza Premium Automobiles is doing, as they're wishing everybody a happy 2024. In a day and age where many corporations and companies and dealerships are downsizing, Piazza is expanding, and they're excited to welcome two new members to their family of dealerships, Infinity Ardmore and Maserati of the Main Line, both located on Lancaster Avenue, where you will still get the same first-class customer experience that you have come to expect from Piazza Premium Automobiles. Find your new or certified pre-owned today, Infinity, Maserati, or other Piazza luxury brands like Jaguar, Land Rover, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, and more. Check them out online right now, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. This is the Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. On a very busy Thursday morning, what's on the cut sheet one hour from now? Day number one of our Disney Cruise Vacation Giveaway keyword what? coming up at 8.30. What? That's right. What time? That'd be 8.30, okay, sir. Okay, okay. 8.30. Got all the keywords here. Very simple. Yep. So be paying attention. We will give you that, I'm assuming, right as we wrap up the cut sheet. Yeah. We, or mid or during the cut sheet if yeah, we go longer? I don't. I haven't really thought it out of my mind. You know how we roll here. We just kind of uh, do things by the seat of our pants. Yeah. It seems, um, it seems to work. So, yeah. It, it's worked so far. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So, you take that keyword and then you go to 1210WPHT.com and you enter it. That's correct. Yeah. And you will do that today, February 1st, all the way through Thursday, February 22nd. So three straight weeks of shows. And then we will call the winner live on the air Friday, February 23rd. Yeah. And remember, one of our listeners will be going on. Yes, it's not a national contest. No, not a national contest. So, uh, you know, Daisy from um, you know Denver on an Odyssey station in the Midwest. They're not winning. Somebody right here in this little uh, audience. Yes. Well, this big audience. Some from Philadelphia, the suburbs, South yeah. Jersey, yeah. Delaware, somebody from this area. That's correct. Yep. All right. Uh, let's get to some of the updates that are swirling with Donald Trump and Joe Biden on the legal front. I thought this was interesting yesterday. I think a lot of people were reacting to this being a, a major story. But if you know anything about appeals and when... You know, you have a verdict criminally or civilly that doesn't go your way. And this is obviously in reference to Donald Trump and Elena Haba. Sometimes, not always, but usually uh, you end up switching attorneys. Now, I've seen conflicting stories. Don, I know you tweeted about this. And I saw this story from The Hill where Elena Haba is dropping an allegation after she received pushback and brushback from the attorney of E. Jean Carroll. Um, essentially, in short, Haba wrote a letter that was um, implicating, based on a source from the New York Post, that the judge in this case, Lewis Kaplan, had some sort of mentor-mentee relationship with Carol's lawyer, to which Carol's um, 
legal team basically fired back saying that's not true and we will seek sanctions and Haba kind of you know reeled it back in and then sent another follow-up letter and kind of took her foot off the gas but I've seen conflicting reports is she officially out as Trump's legal representation because I've seen her kind of take a step back on an accusation and an allegation but I haven't read anything that Donald Trump has moved on from her well, okay, so a, a couple different things, and I was trying to go through it last night. So and was I. Because there were, you know, because we're careful not, I, I don't want to, um, you know, propel somebody's lie or, you know, people are nasty about different people because of politics. Sure. But ultimately, for her, she did drop, she dropped the allegation yep. against, you know, the Carroll attorney that there the allegation was that she made up she made up something that that somebody told her mm-hmm. and that it was a fiction it was it was fiction okay. that her source yeah. she was alleging that she had a source mm-hmm. and they questioned the source yeah. so they were saying she's making up sources essentially yeah. that that was one of the accusations flying around there as far as trump you know you have to on appeal you generally do get a different team mm-hmm. because you want a specialist who specializes in these types of appeals and that sort of thing. So I think ultimately, was Trump going to get a different attorney or attorneys probably anyway? Yes, he would have. Right. But my sense is that she's out. Okay. I just, um, I was just going through so much last night. That's what I was uh, under the assumption that she's out as well, but I hadn't seen it reported. I mean, the Hill and other sources were definitely in on the reporting of what Haba was trying to accomplish with that letter and that accusation, which kind of came off a little flimsy to me. Like you're citing one anonymous source from a quoted article in the New York Post. My takeaway was, look, you know, Trump might not. He, maybe he did nothing. But at this point, it's just a losing cause, and it's it's apparent that E. Jean Carroll's attorneys—they're just sitting back and waiting for people to open up their mouth, and they're going to keep coming, and they're going to keep going after more and more of your money. And, and maybe it doesn't mean anything to Trump. And, and maybe eighty-three million dollars is just you know uh, twelve dollars to Nick Kale. But I just feel like just let it go because we have we as Americans. A lot of people have a tendency to move on to the next thing and forget about it. And the more that you keep kind of jousting and still trying to, you know, claim that you were wrong, that maybe you were, it just backfires. I think it backfires on them. Wait, you think? But do you mean let it go as far as media comment? Yes. No. By all means, or- go ahead with your appeals process. I'm not saying legally, but like a truth post or being in front of a microphone when you come out of a courthouse. Because, I mean, the the, the Carroll group, the, these attorneys, are just waiting for him to either post it or say it. And they're going to go back for more money. I mean, we've seen it. I mean, hell, she was on Rachel Maddow's show, you know, taking a victory lap in a parade. Like, hey, what do you want to do with Donald's money? I've got $83 million. Should we go to France? Like, you know what they're in it for. You know, it's, a, it's about money and compensation. So um, I would say just, you know, let it play out legally and just zip it up when it comes to any other platform that would just be my advice yeah i mean i think for this one obviously the jury did not like her did not like him the judge didn't uh, so his only chance now is to get somebody who is um, probably somebody who can go through every single thing that happened and i think there's a lot there to to go for an appeal however if i'm the appeals attorney i'm looking for 
for multiple reasons to kick this out to a state court, to a federal court, and get it out of Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) You know, (laughs) where he feels like he probably doesn't get a fair shake, obviously. So am I vindicated now in saying that she was a horrible lawyer? Um... (laughs) Greg, I don't know. I really don't care what she, I just like looking at her. I'm such a loser. He, Greg, picks, he, he picks really, really bad lawyers. He does. I mean, it's true. Michael Cohen. I mean, I had no, I mean, I mean like, I've, I've read her, I've read her website. I've actually gone to her firm's website. Rudy Giuliani. Come on. Well, well Rudy Giuliani oh, is an iconic yeah. Yeah, individual in, and has, day, yeah. has been an incredible attorney and, yeah. and mayor and has, so, I mean, look, he has hired Hundreds, if not thousands, of attorneys in his lifetime. I know. I'd love to know what so, the total what the total tab is in his life, even yeah. for something like a business transaction of I'm buying a piece of property to make a golf course. I would just love. There's got to be a fact checker out there that can get us the total legal fees that man has spent in his lifetime. It's got to be a. It's got to be like three times the GDP of a second rate nation. It's got to be amazing. And so. It, that's just it, that he has to fight every one of these. Any normal person would, um, you know, they would drain that, that individual financially. So the fact that he can afford, th- I can't even imagine. I did hear, actually, it might have been uh, McMahon, McMahon's wife, who we've talked about this week. It might have been her on Gutfeld one night said he's has spent over all of this uh, $100 million in attorney's fees. So Trump or? Trump. Trump. Well, isn't he getting fifty million dollars from donors and stuff like that? Like, like it's not his money. Well, apparently, I, I read yesterday that the UK donors can he cannot pay. Now, I don't know that I, I don't know if the, you can't use campaign money. Right, you can't use donations for the there's Eugene Carroll there's thing. A, there's a loophole in Is there? there that you can a hundred percent use uh, donations. Oh, donor money. Yes, you have to be well. No, it's it's topical right now as far as what you can and cannot use. Uh-huh. We, we just have. You know, the, the story of, uh, what's her name, Bush, that she's having all kinds of troubles because she misused her campaign And we're going to get to Bush, by the way, an hour or two, based yeah. on a vote that happened yesterday. We have to wrap this up, by the way. All right. um, and Goron, that's the next one. We didn't get that ruling yesterday. Yeah, okay. the verdict coming down soon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any minute. 855-839-1210. Should a terrorist that participated in the Hamas-Israel attacks on October 7th ever be allowed entry into the United uh, States. Uh, 422 said uh, no, and two said yes. God. The details when we come back after the news. Kale & Company, stay right there. Start your day with Kale & Company. Weekday morning, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.